Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Anime Lounge Podcast. I'm Matt, one of your hosts, alongside of Lance. As always, we are going to be brought to you by the Anime Show. And for today, my adult beverage of choice is going to be a spiked coffee because it's kind of early in the morning today. Mm -hmm. So I've got some journeyman's coffee liqueur in my cold brew because, well, that's good for my braces. It makes my teeth feel better. (laughs) (laughs) So that's kind of what I'm drinking. Lance, what about you? Yep. Like Matt said, it's nine in the morning, but that's okay to start drinking on the weekend. (laughs) I'm just drinking a screwdriver, basic J and vodka. Yeah, that's good. If I didn't want to just have my spiked coffee, that's definitely what I would have been drinking. Yep, spiked coffee is always good, too. That's another way that me and my wife start some mornings. <laughs> yeah, it's a good uh, good Saturday morning start to your day. Pick me up, as I like to tell the wife. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Lance, can you give us a quick synopsis for what we're going to be covering? Yep. Today, we'll be covering Beast Tamer Season 1, and we join Rain, the recently dismissed Beast Tamer from a hero party who has decided to become an adventurer. After doing so, Rain rescues and manages to form a contract with the cat spirit, Kanade. Doing this causes Rain's power to increase, and eventually forms a contract with a dragon named Tanya. This is the story of a modest beast tamer who gains extraordinary powers from the ultimate species that he contracts into his party. And that was taken from beasttamerfandom.com. <laughs> yeah, not not the worst synopsis I've heard from some of these websites. We've had some terrible ones before. Yeah, but... some's like, why would you even say that? Like, <laughs> whatever, like, whatever. Some, some are good, some are bad. Yes, but before we get started, Lance, you want to give us that Lance's lesson? Today's Lance's Lessons is going to be the Japanese word for insect, and that is mushi. Mushi is spelt M-U-S-H-I. And mushi is relevant for this episode because multiple times we get to see our main character use some insect taming, which is a little extra to throw into his beast taming abilities. Probably one of the funniest things is him being like, oh, well, that was just, I learned it at, in my original village, this guy did it, and... He taught me how to do it. It's like, that's not normal. Yeah, right. I like how many times they say, like, yeah, back in my village, everybody can do this. I'm like, no, that's just not normal. <laughs> what What did your village do? Come on. Yeah, right? Because this village, he hypes it up so bad. Now I really, it's really dramatic and, like, sad that this whole village is completely burnt down. And if everybody is supposedly just as good as Rain is, imagine these guys going out into the world. <laughs> Yeah, it was crazy just kind of he everything was a throw off for him. Like, oh, yeah, my neighbor did this. My neighbor did that one. My neighbor did this. And it's like, that's not what normal people do. Mm-hmm. Like even normal beast tamers were at the end where, oh, yeah, my one of the people was a spirit tamer. It's like, what? No. A phantom tamer. Oh, that's what it was. Yes. Yeah. I was like, OK, yeah, let's just throw more shit. Out. <laughs> let's, let's just pull more shit out of our ass. Just out of nowhere, too. Yeah. Speaking of the, that was the final episode, episode 13. Yep. On Crunchyroll, you know when you complete uh, a season and yep. it brings you to the next language? Mm-hmm. So it did that for me. And I was just skipping through just in case. <laughs> and it went to Portuguese next. Okay. And then I noticed Portuguese only has 12 episodes. Weird. Yeah. And it's the only, and I checked all of them just because I was curious. <laughs> Portuguese is the only one that has 12 out of 13 episodes. So that was weird. I, that must have just been 
taken them a little bit longer to actually dub their 13th episode. That's what I was thinking. For anybody who doesn't really remember, this came out in fall of 22. So just the last season is when this series came out. Mm-hmm. It was kind of hyped up in a lot of the anime pages. So I was like, yeah, you know what? It looked kind of cool. It looked kind of interesting. Let's watch it. Let's kind of see what the hype is about. Because I didn't want to just cover the same old stuff that we've normally been covering. So it's just something a little different. Mm-hmm. You want to get into favorite characters right away? Yeah, we can do that. All right, you got one? I'm going to go with Tanya. I think her just mannerisms were great. Her being a, a dragonoid is really cool. Mm-hmm. And I thought her attacks were really cool. She seemed to be the most level-headed after she decided she no longer wanted to just randomly fight people. Yeah, that's very true. I can see that. So I, I thought her design was also the coolest. Yeah, her design was really good. I don't know how I feel about the tail. It's, that's That always threw me off a little bit. Just, you know, seeing some cute girl walking around and then all of a sudden there's a big fat ass tail dragging behind her. <laughs> but that's, a, that's an interesting design concept to throw into it, too. It's definitely unique. Yeah, because she's got the horns mm-hmm. like that a that. dragon would normally have. I thought it was... That's one thing I liked about all of the beasts, you could call them, is that they still had their characteristics of being whatever animal mm-hmm. that they're derived from. Right. It'll be really cool if we get to see her transform. She does have a... You could almost call it a throwaway comment, where that she's super slow in her dragon form. I like that they said that, too, because every... I don't remember the last show we covered... Oh, it was probably Slime, where I made the comment, I'm pretty sure it's easier for the designers or the animators to animate a human versus a dragon that might have a lot more going on with them. Yeah, I agree. It could be easier to do. It'll be interesting to see if we do get to see her in her true beast form, because she's really the only one that can transform out of his party so far. That's true. Yeah, because everyone else is already a solid humanoid. Yeah, Yeah, I mean... What if Kanade and Fox Girl can go back into their, like, OG beast form and, like, get a power-up that way or something? That'd be cool. I'd like that. Well, Kanade turning into a real cat, I feel like she would just be really nimble and be able to run away. (laughs) Could you imagine just some, like, cat beast just pouncing on some ginormous monsters and killing them in one strike? Like, that'd just be really funny. That would be. Just a super overpowered cat. (laughs) Which is essentially what she is, but in a human form. Right. Then, obviously, you have Luna and Sora, who are both fairies, so they're not going to transform into anything. And Nina is a fox, Mm -hmm. so it would be the same thing, except for she'd be more like Tails from Sonic, because she had twin Tails. Or she had three three Tails. She had three. But it would... It would still be funny to see her go <laughs> tail style and just start floating. <laughs> Which, well, before we go into her, because I want to talk about her a little bit more. Do you have a favorite character? Yeah. Um. Funny that you said Luna. Yes. Because on the character sheet here, it says Luna. But I'm in. I'm pretty sure in the anime they said Runa. And when I looked it up earlier when I was watching the show, it also said Runa. So that's the strange thing, because in... Every translation that I've... So in the manga, her name is Luna. When you look her up, she comes up as Luna. But when you look her up as Runa, she comes up as... She comes up, right? Have you looked her up? Yeah, because when I was watching... When she first got introduced, I couldn't... Because my Roku TV sometimes doesn't have 
subtitles all the time, and I like subtitles to c- confirm what I'm, you know, hearing. And so I looked it up right away, and I went to one character sheet, and they said Runa. Yep. And I'm, and after I confirmed Runa on that particular page, I'm pretty sure I heard Runa through the rest of the anime. So I heard Runa in the anime as well, but when you look her up, she is Luna. Okay. And I mean, just between the the Japanese and the English L's and R's, it's a common translation to put all their... I'm looking it up on the BeastTamerFandom.com, and if you look her up, it does say R-U-N-A, which, if you were to translate it, it would be Luna, not Runa. Mm -hmm. It's just like um, Kilala from Inuyasha. Yep. It's two R's, not L's. Right. In the the Japanese, it's Kirara and... American, it's Kilala. I'm assuming that's what it is, is where they translated it, as, or like they spoke it as they see it, and not how you would actually pronunciate it in English, I guess. Right. Well, for our sakes, and for most of our listeners, I assume they all watched it in English. They might refer to it as Runa too. If you want to continue with Luna, you can, since you read the manga <laughs> and read it Luna as Luna. I'm, that's totally fine. But I'm going to stick with Runa, and I like Runa... Because she's like pervy and funny, <laughs> so she she brought a lot of comedy to me. She is boisterous, as you could say. Oh yeah, she's just out there. Yeah, so it was really funny. I mean, <laughs> the first thing that made me like really laugh out loud at her is when they're when the party is trying to find a new weapon for Rain, and they start talking about the whip. <laughs> yeah, and then she's like, "Do exactly what I say, or I'm gonna." Give it to you. And I don't know why, but that just, that made me laugh out loud when I was watching it. Yes. So she's funny. She is funny. And if we wanted to throw that, throw that out there, she is, well, her and her sister are both the definition of a lolly. Because oh, yeah. we were talking about it a couple episodes ago with the Shield Hero Season 2. And prime example, because they're a couple hundred years old because they're fairies. Yeah, they're definitely old. And they look like they're, I don't know, 12 13 if that yeah they're definitely children looking yes these could be the lolly hags yeah yes we could go with that she is a good character luna runa whatever you want to call her it's she does bring a good piece of comedy that's not just rain being oblivious to everything oh yeah and he's very oblivious oblivious and humble to the extreme like almost annoyingly humble (laughs) Uh, he reminds me a lot of Bell from Damachi, which is, is it wrong to try and pick up girls in a dungeon? Oh, yeah, I never started that one. Very similar personalities, very similar in appearances. Oh, really? Yeah, so here, just come here for a second. You can, or I can't really. Oh, I got a quick glimpse of it. Okay. Like hairstyles, similar, white hair, very... Very similar personalities, especially in the beginning of the of the series for okay. Damachi. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, minus the darker shades that yeah uh, that Rain has going underneath him. Yeah, he's got some under, under his hair. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not very. I think they're called low lights. I don't know. No idea. Probably. What's about uh, that? The the under part of Rain's hair is black versus just completely gray slash white in Bell's, but they. Very similar characters, mm-hmm. especially in the beginning. Nina is different than like Kanade and the other characters 
that has formed a pact with Rain because Nina is a demigod, not just an ultimate species. So I'm curious what the difference is going to be. I thought the exact same thing. Because, like, she is another animal humanoid, just yes. like the rest of them. But for some reason, she was gifted the that special title. And it's, well, if she gets it, would the others get it? And if not, then why is she so special? Well, as a demigod is probably the best way to call her. She was worshipped versus the other ultimate species who were not. Mm. And that's really all we know, at least from the show, on what their differences are. Right. So it'll be interesting to know what, like, why are, why is she worshipped as a demigod and the other ones are just ultimate species? I understand fairies because fairies and humans hate each other. So obviously you're not going to worship something that is hated by you and upon you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that one. I wonder if it's literally just... Maybe it's a quantity thing. Like maybe there's just so little of the fox spirits or something. Because it, could... it sounded like, you know, Kanade was saying in the beginning that her species was almost extinct. Yep. And... Maybe they were just, but that's because they were common. But if that's the same case, I would imagine dragons also being less common. So I don't know where Tani would fall into that. That's just an assumption, just because <laughs> in typical lore, there's not hundreds of dragons or anything like that. Yes, that's true. I also wonder if it's literally just a one of those things where they interact, they as in the fox deities, interact with humans versus the Kanade and Tanya races don't interact with humans and that's why they don't get worshipped by humans i can see that and i, I kind of like that way too because maybe the dragons are all about improving power and stuff like that and just beating the shit out of anything that comes in their way which we know is true mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the cat spirits were always taken advantage of yep so and the fairies like you said were always hated so there's always like some bitterness between them and humans so yeah, maybe it was just a relationship aspect. Yeah, I feel like it is. And it'll be interesting to see more about her background. Mm-hmm. For anybody who hasn't really looked too deep into Beast Tamers, it is a light novel series that the anime based off of, based itself off of. And then there is a manga that's based off the light novel as well. So as of the day we are recording this, currently there are eight light novel books for beast tamers interesting it is continuing as of right now so i'm not a hundred percent sure how far they are within the series of the books like if they're towards the end i'm assuming the end goal is going to be rain defeating the demon lord what do you think is that yeah i 100 percent agree we're gonna because well the anime at least made the hero party seem like the bad guys, the ones who are coming short of how to reach this goal of beating the Demon Lord. And they alluded to Rain just unlimitedly contracting whoever he wants to, ultimate species-wise at least. (laughs) And the more he captures, the more he powers up himself. So if he just gets a little army of, you know, women, because that's clearly where this is going. Yeah, this is 100% a harem. Yeah, he's just—he also has the potential to be unlimited power, much like Arios, the hero with the sword, can 
be unlimited in his potential. But they'd make a, a very distinct point about Arios. You remember what that was? Uh, remind me. It's what you just said, where he's the only person that can just continually gain power. Every right. other person has a limit on how much power they can grow. Right. Except for Rain. <laughs> yeah, right. And maybe what his original hometown could have been, too. Like Maybe they could have all been just as powerful, too. Yeah, and they didn't. Because they mm. didn't make contracts with ultimate beings, they didn't grow. Right. Now this makes me curious. Are we... This makes me believe that maybe their our hero Arios, yep, or maybe his predecessor. I don't know because this is this is relatively new. Um, maybe Art. No, I can't say Arios because I want to say his village was burned down because someone had the knowledge that they had the potential to be more powerful than them, and maybe so, that's why. So they were targeted, is what you think? Yeah, not just a random act of demonic violence, which is possible. I mean, right. it is possible they. His community is insane. They're not just normal beast tamers. Right. They're all above average. That's for sure. But I can't... I'm going to... In fact, at this point, I'll be pissed off if it's Arios. Because they made it very clear in the beginning of the season that... Yeah, why would they... Why would he pull in a beast tamer from this village if he knew... If he wanted to target that village because he knew that they were strong? Oh, not only that, but he didn't understand that... Rain was above average, and if he had some hatred towards Rain at that point, it was already way too late. I don't know. I guess what I'm trying to say is it's too late to have hatred towards Rain and his old Beast Tamer village if his Beast Tamer village is already destroyed because he adopted Rain after Rain was, like, working as a server of some sort or something like that. He was working in something, sleeping on floors. Yeah, I think just a hired hand. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, so I'm, apparently I'm doing a really bad explaining what I'm trying to get out. <laughs> but if in the future they say Arios is the one that burned down the village because he realized that there was potential that beyond his own, it would just be super contradictory. So there needs to be a third party who might, if they're going to follow what we're thinking, there needs to be a third party. Yeah, that would make sense. I think all of Arios's animosity comes directly from Rain being strong and not as useless as he believed him to pre- to be and Arios obviously does not like being proven wrong. Right. So I think it's all strictly on Arios's Pride. arrogance. Arrogance. It's know. it's all in Arios's arrogance that he is better than everybody and he's never wrong. He is straight from God in quotations. Mm-hmm. So he can't be wrong. He can't be not the ultimate being. Right. Yeah, he needs to have this his following. And he kind of showed that too near the end of the season where he was trying to ask for rations of food from the village that are that Rain and his party is living in and protecting. Yeah. Essentially. That they were like, Yeah, that village would be fine. They if they burn down, it's whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but when he got denied those rations and then he said, Fuck it, and he slashed it down. Yep. If he can't get what he wants and get praise then he'll just leave everything in a rack behind him. I definitely didn't like Arios. They made him into the villain. It'll be interesting to see if Arios's arrogance kind of drives away his team and everybody kind of goes into Rain's team because they're like, you know what? You're a douche. He can be the hero. He is acting like the hero. Mm. So we're going to go with Rain. I can see that, at least momentarily. I can see that happening for a full season. That'd be very interesting. 
And then maybe at the end, Arios has a change of heart, you could say growth, and ends up helping Rain defeat the Demon Lord. That'd be interesting if they have to work together and that's how they defeat. I can see that being in the end where Ario starts the final battle and loses side by side or or even loses but either way I can see them working together. Yeah, that'd be and then Rain becoming the one who's victorious. Yeah, that I can see that happening. Looking forward to it. I mean, so I will say this isn't one of my favorite anime. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't like, "Oh my god, I I love this show." I didn't, I can't stop watching it. It was like, "Yeah, yeah. It's good." I think it had a lot to do with Rain's personality than it did anything else. Because I thought the concept was cool where, you know, it's like, oh, I can make contract with these beasts and I can have them do stuff for me, but I'm not going to do it permanently. It's just going to be for a very short period of time. Like, I thought that was a cool concept. Mm -hmm. And then the ultimate beings were cool because I thought it was hilarious that Kanade is a cat. It's like, okay, I laughed at that one. The first thing I'm like, what the fuck? Why is there a cat? Yeah, I just took cat nothing too <laughs> crazy that you would think of a cat i yeah. mean other than you know sexuality to be pulled out of like certain communities that like ears on people you know just for sexual purposes but yeah but I, they as far as fan service is concerned they're not too bad with it like it's not anything crazy no yeah this one was relatively good i could definitely suggest this to any newbie who wants to get into anime and yep. who doesn't want an overload on uh, fan service because they didn't they didn't show that in this at all. No, I mean, there was that one spa scene, but the, they yeah, were the... relatively good about it, like hazing everything out, making sure nothing was too showy. Yep, they didn't show any like hardcore cleavage or anything like that when it came to Tanya. Yeah, there was nothing there as far as that would really deter anybody from anything because they they say they're taking a bath, so it's like okay, yep, you're in a community bath. And then at least they gave a somewhat good reason for Rain to come. Yeah, it was it was understandable. I, I definitely understood it. I accepted it. And they made a joke about it where it's like, oh, you saw us naked. Now we get to see you naked. Right. They made some light of it. This is 100% a harem, or at least turning into a harem. And it's one of those mild ones where it's like, oh, nothing, not too much fan service. Yes, he's oblivious, but you can still kind of enjoy the show mm -hmm. even for people that don't like harems and definitely for people that don't like too much fan service like if you're looking for a harem show but you don't want to watch like high school dxd or something super etchy then mm -hmm. this would definitely be a good choice to watch because it's it's good yeah. it's pretty good it's it's pretty it's low on that and i would say the biggest takeaway from that would be like there's no panty shot so yeah you don't have to worry about feeling too cringy yeah you could watch this with your windows open and not be like <laughs> oh shit yep that's a bad scene yeah right so and like you could if your significant other isn't super big into anime they're not gonna be like what the fuck are you watching <laughs> yeah so so this is probably the best scenario i can give is that last one where it's like yeah yeah no no weird questions are gonna happen by watching this right but before we continue i did find out about the light novels so this covers the first two light novels and a little bit of the third from okay. what i'm finding so we're about a quarter of the way done with what is out for light novels okay so there's actually a lot of information to come yet yeah yeah i would agree so just kind of for anybody that is interested in picking up the light novel i guess go with the third one would be the best mm -hmm. your best uh, option sure but before we continue, let's take a break. 
welcome back from our break. I think this would be a good time to just start talking about some specific characters and go from there. And let's just start from the beginning. I kind of want to talk about Kanade. Okay. She's okay. Well, we talked about her being the cat's uh, ultimate species. Yep. Interesting enough. She's super nice, like overly nice. And it's not like any of your cats. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my cats are nice. No, your cats are very nice. Yes. They just don't like to cuddle when you're sitting down on the couch. Little bastards. (laughs) They'll cuddle when you're sleeping or they'll cuddle. Okay. So I got (laughs) one cat will sleep with my wife. That's the only time that that cat will cuddle. <laughs> and then our new kitten, the only time she'll cuddle is when you're standing. She's <laughs> definitely our shoulder cat. She wants to be up on her shoulders at all times. That's funny. But yeah, so Kanade, super supportive, like insanely supportive. Yes. She's definitely the reason to keep pushing uh, Rain forward, mm-hmm. especially in the very beginning. She is an overpowered physical person, which is super cool. Yep. Um, we get introduced to her and she's getting attacked by a killer tiger. Yep. And when I first watched this, I was like, well, why doesn't rain just beast tame that wild tiger? If he's so powerful and whatnot. Cause he's not at that point. That's true. Cause they did what I think that I don't remember exactly what rate or grade that. Wild, I think it was killer a tiger C, was. C, yeah, C, I want to say C too. Yeah. Which is strong. I guess kind of almost think of it like to guru. Where it's like, yeah, it's, he's strong, but he's not going to be the strongest thing you find. Right. So kind of similar, where at a weak level, he's going to seem impossible to beat. But then once you get strong, it's like, oh, yeah, that wasn't very hard at all. Yeah. Yeah, because what Kanade was the one that killed it, right? Cause yes. Because Rain's little dagger broke. Yep. And then she just felt empowered by Rain saving her. Well, I think it didn't it kind of like... Didn't she say it snuck up on her or surprised her in some way? Like, she wasn't paying attention, and that's how it got the upper hand on her? Maybe. Some kind of anime logic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Maybe she was trying to get a drink of water. And <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Um. So, yeah, she was cool. Yep, she was cool. Honestly, she's the reason why I told my cousin that he should watch this, because he loves cats, too. Oh, yeah? I was like, bam, here you go. You'll like this. Just... Speaking of your cousin and his love for Konosuba, this gave me hardcore Konosuba vibes. <laughs> okay. So uh, I, I can yeah. imagine anybody who likes that show will like this show. Do you want to kind of dive in a little bit deeper on why you think that? I agree. I can see it, but I just want... you have any oh, references? Specifics? Oh, I didn't really think that hard. I mean, <laughs> I kind of kept it vague with vibes. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Like, just their cheerfulness, I guess. The okay. upbeat personalities of everybody okay yeah i can kind of see that um kind of some of the i don't want to call it slapstick comedy but just kind of their one one liner comedy mm-hmm. gives some of those vibes the only difference is you know you don't have aqua just constantly failing all the time yeah i can kind of see it you, you're definitely getting some of those characters in there um you don't have a megami either mm, not too much like uh the one-shotter Yep. No, because I would imagine Tanya being close to her just with the the explosiveness. Yes. But like a one pump chump kind of thing. No, nobody's like that. Everyone can hold their own. Yep. And but it, it's kind of similar in the sense that you know they're starting from the bottom and working their way forward. For oh yeah, definitely. So I can I can see it. Definitely can see it. Uh, we did talk about Tanya quite a bit, just because obviously she was one. Of, she was my favorite character. Yeah, she was super cool. I liked also that during battles, like, her wings came out and everything, too. So, like, she would pseudo-transform. Or even to the point where, like, her tail would be exposed, too. So she couldn't be perfectly humanoid. Yep. 
So that there's nice character aspects thrown in there. Yeah, she was she was really cool. Do you kind of want to talk about the hero party a little bit? Yeah, let's get them taken care of. Okay. So, I mean, we did talk about Arios, the jackass that is the hero that is super self-indulgent in himself and attempts to kill Rain. I mean, other than that, is anything more you want to talk about Arios? The only other thing I would want to throw into Arios is how the hell did he come into possession of that, like, shadow ring? Mm-hmm. Like, he kind of just had it. Well, didn't he say he found it in, like, a market or something? No. I don't know. He does make mention of how he gets it, but mm, I'm running a blank on that. It's it's a one. It's literally one line, and then he continues on with what's going on. Okay. So if you're not paying close attention, you're not gonna hear how he got the ring. He makes mention of it, but I don't remember what it is. Uh, then you have you can go with uh, Leanne, is the purple haired girl. I would call her like I want to go like. Final Fantasy and say she's like the dark magic user. Yeah, she is definitely a magic user. And she's the one that isn't super obsessed with Arios, you could say. Mm-hmm. She's definitely in it for her own personal stuff, her personal game. Yep. She definitely, she's got an attitude. That's 100% for sure. Yes. And if it if nothing supports the hero party. Yep. Like, in a progressive way, then she wants nothing to do with it. Yeah, she she has one goal in mind, and it is to defeat the Demon Lord and basically gain status is kind of what I took her as. Yeah. She's definitely cool. She had, well, she said that she had, like, thousands of spells in there, and I wonder what her, her MP level's at, so how much she can cast at once. Because she was definitely getting overpowered with Tanya, you know, um... The racing, negate, the, yeah, the negating ability she has, which was really cool. Oh, yeah, Tanya. Yeah, that's another ability we forgot to say, the negating ability. That was yeah. definitely interesting. I like that they threw that in there. She's not just brute magic power, yep. like fire, but like she also controls magic enough to negate it. That was definitely a cool. And I like how the fact that there, she said if your magic attacks are so weak that she can just negate them, I thought that was really cool because it's like, I almost like seeing that more than just, oh, you attacked me and it didn't hurt because you're too weak. Right. So especially in an anime like this where it's it makes more sense that she can just negate powers over uh, just being able to absorb weak magic attacks. Or like pull a Dragon Ball and just like, oh, yeah, that attack had no effect on me. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. But that was good. Uh, Then you had Mina. Her counterpart. Yep, her counterpart, she was like the priestess, and she was obsessed, or at least seemed to be obsessed with Arios. Now, do you think she was obsessed with Arios, or do you think she was obsessed with the hero who ended up being Arios? I think the latter. Okay, that would make more sense. Because she makes her her phrases always around, like, the godliness. Yep. And the purpose of who Arios is supposed to be, and she just wants to fulfill, you know, that prophecy yep yeah it's calling it uh god's will essentially anything arios thought of was quote-unquote god's will so she's gonna blindly follow it right i get it because that's you know your whole life's mission but you can't just blindly follow everything yep other than that she was cool she did have you know she's the counterpart to the dark magic she's got the light magic yep she got like heavenly strikes big blasts of mana that comes out she does question Arios in his 
application processes. I like that. And it, it was good because we saw another side of Mina kind of for not because she didn't like fight anything. She was just like, oh, okay, well, all right. Right. She's still falling for the will of the hero. So, yep. She's she's got something sparking, but nothing that she's confident enough to, you know, defy her leader. Yes. And then the last one is Agath, who's the only male, the only other male in the party. Mm-hmm. I liked him. At first, I didn't give two shits about him. He's the one with the big-ass sword. He's bald. He's wearing a suit of armor. He's the one that fights Kanade in the hero versus well, our hero battle. Yep. Which gave me, like, Marvel, um, the Civil War vibes, where it was, you know, hero-on-hero fighting. Oh, sure. I can <laughs> see that one. It's just not really, not, not exactly the same, but it was just like, oh, hey, yeah, that's kind of similar. But anyway... But yeah, Argeth has fought Kanade and failed miserably. Oh, yeah. Failed to just a fraction of uh, Kanade's power, which is really nice to see. Like, they gave a, po- a nice little power level. Not even just, my first form. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I liked Agath a lot, mostly, well, only, solely, because there was that moment that he had when Rain returned that shield. Okay. And then Rain party was about to walk off, and then Agath is like, Join us. Join us. We need you, like, sincerely. Like, yep. And then Arios gets all pissed off, like, why would you talk out of place? Like, this is my, it's, it's not nothing for you to make ideas about. And, I make all the decisions. Right. And then Agatha's like, dude, you're clearly way stronger than us. You and all of your party. Yep. We should work together. So I can see him being the voice of reason in the future. Yes, I could see that if... He, if Arios can get out of his own way. Right. Which, I mean, I guess we'll see. We'll find out. Or if Arios just straight up abandons his crew and does every, anything solo, like, Agatha is going to be the one to... Yeah, I feel like if anybody's going to swap sides, as in go with Rain, it's going to be Agatha. Yeah, he'd be the first. Leon at least understands that he's got power and he's super useful. Yep. Who knows, maybe Mino. If Agatha... I don't think Mino. I think Mino will, like... I don't think she'll abandon. No, she won't abandon Arias. Right. That's what I was thinking. So just, it'll be, if anybody swaps over, it's going to be him. And I guess we'll see. Yeah. Because he, he was almost like the, he's kind of your front line, just take some damage kind of guy. He didn't seem super strong. He didn't seem super weak. He obviously took the strongest person that wasn't Rain because he went after Kanade right away. Mm-hmm. So it'll be... High defense stats. Yeah, especially since he was wearing armor. Yep. And he was able to lug around a giant-ass sword, too. So Yes. He's definitely your... I'm not necessarily blunt weapon user, but, like, heavy weapon user. Yeah. So he's going to be slow, but he's going to have high HP, high defense, and stuff like that. Yeah, he's going to take your take out your big crowds. Like, he would have been useless in the, vill- in the... He would have been useful in the town because, you know, he could have swung that big-ass sword and took it out... A bunch of demons at the same time. Yeah, yeah, I can see that one. Riot control kind of guy. We really didn't get too much of the hero party. Like, we didn't see him too much. We saw him, what, like, in the very beginning, we saw them when they asked for help to get the shield after the shield, and then at the end. Mm -hmm. So just a a few times we saw him, and that was really about it. Yeah. Up next would probably... 
Well, I guess that kind of concludes our hero party there, huh? Yep, that's the whole hero party. At least the I'm I'm going to call him the fake hero party just because Arios is a fake hero to me. Yeah, it's all about the title for him. Yep, that's all he is. That is not. That is really all there is as far as that is concerned. The only other true main character that we haven't talked about is Sora. Mm-hmm. The other twin sister of Runa. Yep, the twin sister of Runa, who I thought the fairies had some pretty cool magic abilities. Oh, definitely. Both of them. Yep. And it was really nice that they split them off in like different episodes. Yep. Um, I guess kind of which brings the comedy back into factor where Runa was like, oh, I'm going to poison you. And then look at that. Yeah. <laughs> immunity to all this fun stuff. And like, it just shows her characteristics. It's funny. Yes. Yep. I agree. Back when he got stabbed by the Reaper, just to bring our audience back into play. Rain gets stabbed by the Reaper because of the sword or the ring. The ring, yes. And he's unaffected by the death curse or whatever. Yep. And then they're all like, well, what the hell happened? And then Rune is like, I don't know, I forget what she says, but she blasts some poison at him and he's unaffected. So basically, like, oh, I have an idea. Let me try this poison. Nothing. Yeah, right. <laughs> so that was pretty fun. But back to Sora, who's the more. Toned out one. Yes. She's the, I think called her the exact opposite of Luna. Mm -hmm. I think that's what they said. Yeah. Their personalities are complete opposites. Yeah. She was a good character. I liked that, you know, they gave self-doubt within what she should be doing. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, it gave her good character arcs where it was like, yeah, I know I'm supposed to be protecting my village, but they basically just tossed my twin sister to the side and told her, meh, you shouldn't have been doing that. It's your own fault. I don't care about you. Right. Sacrifice one for the good of the... For the greater um, good. So I really did appreciate how they explained how she no longer wanted to go back to the fairy crew. Yep. After they saved Runa and they're like, I can't continue being with these people who turn their back on my sister. Yep. So I thought that was very good explaining, a very good explanation of how they would join Rain's crew. Yeah, it makes sense because mm-hmm. it's, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I get, you know, we're isolated and you essentially brought shame to our community shame is probably the wrong way to put it um we're an isolated group and you brought forth like attention to us by not following our rules so now you can't be here and it's like well but we're isolated we should all be for each other no matter what happens as long as you're not doing anything terrible like they were doing what they wanted her to do essentially right but at the same time you can understand where the other was coming from because there was a shadow knight involved and he is immune to magic attacks and that's all fairies are is pure magic attacks so as long as he remained outside the barrier which was another thing the barrier yep the barrier was the only thing keeping everybody outside but if the shadow knight has no effects to any magic couldn't he just slice through the barrier and just walk his way in i think it was magic attacks not all magic i don't i guess i don't remember the exact wording because that does matter, because if it's he's immune to magic attacks, then obviously magic's not going to hurt him, but a barrier is still going to affect him because he's he doesn't negate all magic, he just negates an attack upon himself. I can see that. Or if at least the barrier was more of like an illusionary thing, so to keep anybody walking in circles, no, so maybe he could be affected to that still. Maybe, but he did find the fairy twins while well, he found uh, Luna, mm-hmm. so... 
it couldn't have affected him in that sense because he was able to find one of them, unlike the hero party that was unable to find any of them. Yeah. Well, the twins could have just been outside their village too, just maybe screwing around because that sounds like a Runa thing to do. <laughs> that does sound like a, a Luna thing to do. For the Shadow Knight, I get it. Just kind of being the cause of the twins going away from the fairy village. I don't remember where I was going with that, so... <laughs> well, to bring their powers back into play, we said that Runa had the like status immunity, yep. and then we have Sora with multi shot, multi shot. That was really cool. Yes, so I, I like that one a lot. Kind of wish. Well, I was gonna say I kind of wish there was more elements in this show than fire, because fire seemed to be the primary source. And you know, we have rain. well, we have fire, ice. Have we seen a poison? Who's ice? Um, Nina. Was ice. She did like the ice. She was that ice. Where all the the meteor looking things coming from the sky, where she was gonna attack the two hero party magic users. Nina the fox. No, no sorry, not Nina. Um, fuck, I want to keep calling her Tina. It's not Tina. Tanya. 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 She, what was she gonna use? What, she was gonna use like a super meteor strike. Yeah, I wouldn't say that was ice. That oh, was kind of. Was it meteors? It was it was meteor esque. Yeah, it was gonna be like some giant ass balls of fire that she was about to launch. No, on. they were spiky. Yeah, Lunch, spike fireballs. That doesn't make sense. I was about to say meteor esque. Well, I could I took them as like meteor ice shards because it'd be weird to just be able to. Like, it could be earth because oh. she she still has to conjure some sort of element mm-hmm. to attack them with, and it wasn't fire. So I, I'm not sure what she used but she used some sort of it was her ultimate ability that she was trying to summon yes. to yes but she didn't use on the that demon no interesting but it would be is it one of those like she can only use it once mm. because she didn't fulfill it when it came to fighting mina and lena or leanne yes and i'm wondering if it was just like a she can only use this super ultimate ability once and that's as far as it goes so then she's useless afterwards oh like it'll drain all her mp yep sure yeah, and she had more uh, pressing matters to keep the demon dogs at bay. And, you know, she's in a field versus the city, so she's trying to use something like that. It might be, she might have an option to either have full control or full attack. Right. Full. And she can't use, like, a super strong attack and have full control. So it's like, all right, I'm going to have a million meteor whatever come down on everything but then she can't just attack the dogs right she's going to destroy the whole city and that's what she's not trying to do right so it was blow up the town with her meteor attack or single out the enemies yes i can see that so as we're we're kind of bringing it up i did like the reasoning behind all the contracts so uh conaday joining Rain, like everything made sense on why they joined Rain's group instead of just being like, oh, I'm here. You're, you seem trustworthy. I'm just going to be with you now. Yeah, just because. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was one nice thing about this is that every person that joined the group had a reason behind it. Even Nina, who was like, well, I don't have a village to go back to and I actually trust you. So I'm going to stick with you. Mm-hmm. So that was nice. Speaking of Nina, do you think Rain is going to be able to teleport now that Nina is... I do expect instant teleportation. So he's, he's going to have instant transmission going on with him, <laughs> for sure. That was definitely her ace in the hole when it came to the demon attack, or yep. the demon finale. Yep. 
So I can definitely see that being part of his ability set now. Yes, I can see that. I'm also curious if he doesn't use it on him. He can't use it on himself, but he can... Never mind, that wouldn't make sense because then that would be Sora's ability where she could... The fairies when they were teleporting. Yeah, when they could teleport people. people away. Yeah, yeah. That, wouldn't, that wouldn't make sense. Yeah, I guess that's... We don't know what other abilities Nina has, so it's interesting to know. Because mm-hmm. if she has any other special abilities that aren't quite as OP as instant transmission. Right. Because through much of Kitsune lore, you know, we learned that foxes are very illusionary magic. Yep. They're very, they tend to have like fake fires and stuff like that. Yep. At least that's just what a lot of anime tends to go towards. So who knows? Maybe we'll see more coming out of Nina then. It would be it would be interesting to see if she has any other cool abilities besides that one. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Edgar, who the one who ultimately transformed into the demon. Uh, oh yeah, the the douchebag slave owner we could call it. Oh yeah, super douchebag. I mean, if this anime itself was like low key kind of thing, like yeah, everything was like lucky go happy, happy go happy, happy go, go lucky. lucky. Yeah, and then we get introduced to Edgar. Who just fucking bashes down, just kicks and stomps whoever he wants. And he was really beating up Nina. Yeah. Like, so that was the only kind of like, oh, what do I even want to say? Like. Dark? Yeah, dark. Was, that was the only dark aspect, like emotional pull to bring from this anime. Like, that kept me like a little interested in a weird way. But yeah, Edgar was douchebag uh, leader of this country. Him and his father, kind of the yeah. same thing. They just wanted to control uh, he was an asshole and like took. Well, he slaved over Nina. Yeah. So Edgar was his ace in the hole in order to get what he wanted was to take hostages and make everybody surrender to that yes. attack. So low, low bar, like total douchebag. And then he was the one that had enough anger, enough hatred towards Rain, destroying all of his goals. And that's what made the ring overtake him. Yeah, so do you think that's how every demon is created? Is that they essentially transform the wearer into a demon? As like a catalyst, like using that body as yep. the catalyst? To, yep. I can see that. So one thing the manga does that the anime doesn't do as well is the transformation between Edgar into the demon, which in the manga, it's an actual egg. In the anime, it looks like this slime, like, thing. Yeah, it just, like, it overtook him, it expanded. Yep. And then through, like, a cocoon, super fast forward metamorphosis. Yep, transforms him into a demon. And in the manga, it's essentially the same thing, but the goo is in the shape of an egg that almost looks like it's been spiderwebbed to the floor. Okay, I like, I like that idea a little bit more. Just because it's a, it looks more like a transformation than anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. And I wonder if that's how all of the demons are created. All of those higher end demons are created. Right, because we can assume that there's only, there's going to be more. Yes, there's got to be more. Because we know of the one that attacked rain's village oh yeah now that okay so that kind of puts what i was saying like maybe a third party destroying his village he definitely was having flashbacks when the (laughs) demon appeared 
mm-hmm. that that's when the village was burning up. Yeah, so I'm wondering if that's how all the demons are created is through black magic in the ring. And essentially they get tricked like Edgar into wearing it. And then the hatred within their soul, the dark demonic nature of their soul transforms them into a demon. Mm-hmm. It would be... It'd be interesting. It would. I feel like that would be kind of creative on a way to make demons instead of them just appearing. Right. Yeah, I like that. And basically, these rings find themselves in the path of these terrible people, such as Arios, who are going to manipulate the ring into getting people to wear them. Mm-hmm. Do you foresee Arios putting on a different ring or a different accessory and then becoming a demon himself? I could see it happening if he has another interaction with Rain and loses again. Mm-hmm. I could see that happening where he's like, I got to do something to get stronger because there's no reason Rain is stronger than me and puts it on and then gets transformed. I could see that happening. I can see that. Yeah, and then instead of the demon straight up getting 100% destroyed, like, they find humanity back in the demon, and he, like, reverts or separates or something just to keep the hero alive, you know? Oh, I think if Arios wears it, he's not coming back. No? No. I think that would be the end of Arios. Okay. If that happens. I was just trying to put the final battle of, like, Arios and Rain fighting the demon lord together kind of thing. Yeah, uh, I get it. I'm just saying if scenario A, which is what we had talked about, which you just brought up, doesn't happen, then I think that's what's going to be scenario B, where Arios wears the ring, transforms into this super demon-esque looking thing, and is no longer the hero. Yep. Okay, I can see either of those paths happening. No. I like them both. Yeah, I think they're they're both realistic. I can't see another option as far as the show is concerned like what would happen i don't know of any other way to progress through the series but i also don't write books so (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's up to the up to the author yep what did you think of uh how the demon was defeated in the end so you kind of want to give us a quick so it's with i can break it down real quick yeah you want to you want to do that real fast yeah so to break down the final battle with the demon Rain gives himself a boost so that he can tame more at the same time. And so oh, what yeah. happens is he tames all of the dogs in the area and then commands all of them to start eating the demon. So that, I thought that was very interesting. Instead of like overpowering the demon with attacks like you would typically see in anime. Which wasn't working, so mm-hmm. it's kind of be a cop-out almost. Right. And then he just gets mauled on by his own creations, his own... Yeah, he gets overwhelmed by his own demonic dogs. I thought it was fine, mm-hmm. uh, j- only because they're these mindless dogs, and, I mean, our party has been able to subdue them. So if our party, who is obviously weaker than this demon, could subdue them, why couldn't... The demons subdue him, but I also think they were getting boosted through Rain's boost on himself. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was fine. It's got to be a one-off. Like if we see it again, I'll be really disappointed. Right? Yeah, because the next demon's gonna have to be even more powerful than this one, and he's or just have different abilities. That'd be kind of cool. Like it's their power levels don't change, but what they can do changes would be sure. an interesting way yeah, to do it. To throw another demon that can summon a bunch of a dog army or something yeah that would be boring yes 
Like constantly seeing the same demons over again wouldn't be any fun. Right. But I did find it interesting at the demon's final moments where he was asking for Rain's name. Yep. And then Rain, the demon's like, can I have your name? And then Rain's like, I will not give you my name. Like, oh, that's very interesting. That's not something that most yeah, I feel like lore goes towards. That is true. That is very uncommon. I wonder if demons can do something by knowing the names. Mm, like curse-wise? Yeah, they can almost curse the individual. That'd be interesting. That would be... It'd be cool to see and it would make sense on why rain would give his name Mm -hmm. yeah like maybe the next demon he will give his name and then he'll find out that like he loses some power or something yeah but can't rain not get status effects like there's nothing that can actually hurt him as far as status is concerned like he can get physical attacks but not status attacks which is why the one kill or one shot death scythe didn't hurt him is because it's a status effect Okay, well then maybe he can learn the names of the ultimate species, maybe. and then he can pluck them out, and then once they're gone, he'll lose their ability. So like, say Kanade dies, and then he loses his OP Super strength. strength. Yeah, that'd be, it would be interesting. I'm wondering if something happens, or if we're just thinking too too deep into it. I just want something drastic to happen. This this whole anime was so happy-go-lucky. I want something drastic to happen to bring him down a notch or something. Especially if everything just seems to be just OP stacked on top of OP. Yeah, it was very lighthearted, very OP stack. I get it. One person we forgot to talk about was Tina, the ghost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to talk about her next. Or the phantom, I guess. Phantom, yeah. Yeah, she was different. Um, she that's, was. That's when fucking rain pulls out phantom taming out of nowhere because that's something that his old village used to do randomly of course uh-huh so now that kind of begs the question is tina gonna be contractable i thought she was Mm-mm. no she's okay. not an official contract okay um, I... at least as far as the anime is concerned okay i would have to rewatch the last episode i i thought she was but maybe i'm mistaken very possible nina joins in the last episode no, Nina does not. In episode 13, Nina the fox officially joins as part of the contract. Okay, but they buy the house, which is where Tina is, mm-hmm. which these names are going to get confusing. Yeah, Nina and Tina. Tina is the ghost. Yep, Nina's the fox, and Tina was haunting this massive house, which through anime logic, they can afford and actually fit everybody in. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a fun, <laughs> clever way to make everybody fit into this house. Yeah, it was. And of course, Kanade is afraid of ca- uh, afraid of ghosts, apparently. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense because cats are always fucking crazy. They get their, their crazies in. Yes. So you, people always think that they're being chased by ghosts. So I can see <laughs> that connection. Yeah. But, but yeah, and as far as the anime goes, she's just part of the house. She's not tamed. Okay. okay. They allow her to stay at the house. So yep. that she doesn't have to go, you know, fuck off somewhere else. Or attempt to find somewhere else to be. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it'll be interesting if they do contract, like, what abilities can Rain get from her? The only thing that I can think of is either invisibility or what? walk through walls. Which he won't need if he can do instant transmission. Good point. 
Yeah, that's true. But what if you need to foresee exactly what, like Nightcrawler, <laughs> like Nightcrawler from X Men? He needs to know his surroundings. Yeah, he can't just teleport to another location. He can teleport essentially forward or anywhere he can see. Right. Yeah, because like, what if you teleport in the middle of a wall and then you get stuck into that and you die? <laughs> yep. Yeah. So it'd be stupid things like that. It could be. It'll be interesting to find out because obviously we're just getting to know her. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering what will happen with her as well. Or maybe because she's just a dead human. Yeah. Maybe nothing can come out of it. Maybe. I mean, she didn't have any powers in her human life. She right. was just a normal human that got killed by this person. She said she died 30 years ago Yep. from being like stomped on, which made you think of Edgar, but I don't think Edgar's at all. So I think it was his father. It was. It definitely wasn't Edgar. And I don't know. I, I don't believe they make mention of who kills her. No, they, they don't say specifically. But the way that she was treated, much like Nina the fox was, I would imagine that it was that family line. Yeah, especially because this show has been very happy-go-lucky. So it's how many evil people are actually in this world. It'd mm-hmm. be interesting. Uh, is there anybody else you want to talk about? No, that, that brings up everybody. I mean, we have Natalie, who's the girl who... Gives all the missions in the yep areas. Uh, We've got the you've got Stella, who is the now the commander of the knights. Which I don't really have too much I want to talk about her. No, nah, she's pretty straightforward. Yep. We have the dwarf who makes weapons. They flush him out pretty well in the anime. That's he's fine. Yeah, he's a good character arc in him. Uh, do you have a favorite episode? I was trying to think about that, and much like favorite episode or moment, you don't have to. Say an entire episode. <laughs> um, well, again, much like Shield Hero season two, one of my favorite moments was when they got uh, when Kanade and Tanya got boosted, yep. and they got like that little glow around them, and they overpowered. I, I, I kind of like that. I like the boosting ability kind of stuff. Yep, that was good. I did enjoy that one. What about you? I would probably. Oh man, let me. I asked the question, and then I didn't think about it. Yeah. Right. I think I enjoyed the fight with the two hero parties. Yeah. I enjoyed that group of scenes because one, it shows how strong our ultimate species are because up to this point, we don't really have a good reference point mm-hmm. and it just shows that, you know, they're doing this for a greater purpose than just rain wants to do it. Mm-hmm. So I, I really enjoyed that one. You got to see a lot of cool magic Attacks slash boost ups with Kanade and uh, Tanya. So that was cool. You got to see Rain doing more Rain things where he's like, oh, in the split second I made a contract with another beast and took you out. And here we are. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is the end. So I, I think that was probably my favorite part of the series was that fight. Ooh, the, I kind of just had a memory now. One thing... That I kind of wish would happen. Like that time when Rain put his spirit into a bird yep. and then like fucked off and looked at the rest of the land and his yeah. body was laying behind. Yep. I think it would have been good drama to have something happen to his body while he was gone. So yeah, I, but you had Kanade and Tanya watching over his body. Right. But, so. I mean, that's for the happy-go-lucky route, but yeah. I'm hoping for like the future he'll do it again and then he'll risk it a little bit more where he'll think he can hide his body and then something happens and then he can't return to his body that'd be interesting 
I unfortunately don't see that happening, but it no, would be an interesting thing to have happen. I would give you that one. Yeah, it was just something I was thinking about. So, is there anything else you want to talk about as far as Beast Tamers is concerned? The anime, anyway. Um, No, I think, I think that covers all my notes. All right, cool. So, I guess let's get into some manga mentions. Nani? As I had mentioned earlier, the manga is based off the light novel, not so the anime is not based off the manga at all. The anime is solely based off the light novel. So one thing that I ran into is I actually didn't even get to read the ending of season one because, well, the manga hasn't produced any more chapters to continue what would be season one. But for anybody that wants to know, there are currently 62 chapters of Beast Tamer manga available that I found. Okay. As of today. Yep. So it's keep in mind any differences that happen could be just uh, creative liberties or it could be things that were in the light novel that didn't get brought into the anime. So it's kind of an interesting take on differences because I'm not 100% sure if they're true to the light novel or not. Mm -hmm. But here we are. Not really too many differences. But to go from the beginning of the series, see, you remember that herb challenge that they called it where they he rain contracted with the rabbits to get all these herbs. Yep. So in the manga, that was actually the first guild quest that Rain and Kanade took together. Instead of being a part of the adventure challenge, it was actually the first quest that Rain and Kanade took. Okay. I can see that one being more of a realistic kind of RPG kind of thing. Yep. Instead of like earning your way into something, it's just a simple mission. Yeah, because the guild quest to become an adventurer was killing 10 goblins. Mm Mm-hmm. Rain did that and then ran into Kanade after the fact. Yep. And then he took another quest and it was to gather herbs because he was a, I think they called him an F rank adventurer. So basically the lowest rank you can get. So he wasn't able to take any good quests. The fight with um, Tanya versus Mina and Leanne didn't go nearly as long. Basically Tanya stopped the did the magic negate attack and then did her super attack was like oh that's weak watch this and then did her super attack okay versus like a barrage of attacks and negating one after another no it was just literally one you're weak this is what real strength is look at this and they're like oh fuck well we lost all right here we go but much like the anime did they did she not she didn't actually, actually no, she didn't. She just intimidated them with her okay. super attack. So when speaking of the bird and consciousness in the manga, Rain just swaps his consciousness with the bird and uh, Kanade and Tanya are like, what the fuck is happening? And he's talking to him through the bird and was like, oh, don't worry. I just moved my consciousness into this bird. Give me a minute and flies away. So did the bot, the human body act like a bird? No. Okay, so it wasn't necessarily a swap. It was just an overtake. Yeah, it was an overtake. Okay, okay. Because I was going to say, that'd be pretty funny if 
Rain's body is just trying to flap around <laughs> in the background. <laughs> that would be hilarious, but no, that is not what happened. Did they make mentions in the anime that it is a crime to raise monsters? Yeah, when it came to the behemoth. Yep. Yeah, it's illegal to uh, tame that, which also kind of brings me into perspective that maybe that's kind of why Rain also didn't tame that killer tiger in the beginning. Yes, Probably. So the behemoth never tries to attack his old uh, master. It was, it just started getting confused and throwing this temper tantrum kind of like out of confusion. And Rain kills it at that point. Okay. So it's not like about to attack the people. No. And then he has no choice but to kill it. It's more of he's going to attack in confusion and Rain doesn't let him. He just kills him instantly okay. instead of kind of letting it go. He's like, oh, man, I'm going to have to kill this thing because it doesn't know what's going on and kills him. Okay. The ring Arios had traps the wearer in. Oh, okay. So they go into the ring a little bit more. Uh, that ring essentially beyond just feeding into the negative emotions, it draws out negative emotions in yourself. So it basically amplifies all your negative emotions. So if you have a negative emotion, you're just going to constantly feel that negative emotion instead of it feeding off of just you being a shitty person. It enhances you being a shitty person. Okay. So I like that. Makes a little more sense. And then those emotions will help bring more strength. So you're supposed to get stronger wearing this ring. Okay. But Edgar is a piece of shit and weak, so it doesn't matter. Which could play into why Arios would wear this ring because he's gonna get he would get stronger wearing it, right? And Arios does bring mention that he wants to attempt to find somebody to wear it to kill Rain specifically, and then he talks to Edgar about killing Rain specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they show that in the anime. Okay, he, he uh, appears in the window, and he's like, "Hey, I got. We have a common enemy, or something along okay. those lines." Okay. So when the mayor or the lord and Edgar are having the conversation, you just kind of see Edgar being like, "Don't worry, I'm going to take care of it." Mm-hmm. That was his father. Yeah, it's you see the conversation happen a little bit more, but the concept's still the same. You just get to see more of the conversation. Okay. Rain and Kanade attempting to make the inquiry for what happened in in the town and the knights getting trapped all happen in the same day so it's not a period of time in which that happens so the knights in that storage unit so you know when uh rain and kanade go to the knight's office and attempt to make the investigation upon edgar Mm -hmm. and the knights come in and they're like oh don't worry that was nothing so that point in time and the knights getting trapped in the warehouse is all in the same day. Oh, so the warehouse scene. Yep. So Rain wasn't in that warehouse? No, he was, but everything happened in the same day. So Rain attempted to make the investigation, basically got told to fuck off, it's nothing, and then him, Stella, and them all trapped the knights in that warehouse that evening. Okay, so when Rain went to the guild to make his formal complaint... Well, it's not the guild. It was the knight's office. Because the guild and the knights 
are two different locations. Oh, in the anime, was it the guild or was it? Nope. It was where the knights, because the person in which he tried making the investigation with was not the same person that gives him the quests. Oh, wasn't that Natalie girl? No. Okay. So with that correction, still happens. Rain goes and makes the complaint. And then the knights come up behind him and say, we already investigated. It was nothing. And you want to sour the Lord's Lord. name yep. and get us in trouble for even investigating in the first place. Yep. So they fuck off. And then in the background, we had Stella in the background. We had Stella overhearing everything. So she lets him know like, Hey, something is up. Let's go prove something. And then they go to the warehouse and gather everyone together to get confirmation on some for, so, some form of evidence. Basically what happens is Stella and rain have a mutual interest to stopping the nights mm-hmm. They make this plan, and Stella's like, well, how? when do you think we should do this? And he's like, tonight. Okay. So he in the manga, he straight up says tonight. Yep. I mean, I kind of <clears throat> assumed it was all on the same day. Yeah, you could assume it was the same day, or you could also assume it was like a couple days. Sure. It, there was ambiguity in which this these events happened. But what they do is the knights that Stella trusts basically start spreading this rumor mm-hmm. that, you know... This rain guy has evidence against the knights, and this is where he's storing it. And so then you have Jill. Jill? Yeah, Jill, who is the head knight. And he's like, all right, well, we need to get everybody, all the knights, to go to this storage facility because, well, if he does have evidence, we're all fucked. Right. So that's when they go. And then the fight is actually between everybody, not just Kanade Stella and Rain. Mm-hmm. So the you see Kanade in, inside with Rain and Stella, but then all the knights go inside the building, and that's not how that worked. It was just majority of the knights went inside, and um, Tanya, Luna, and Sora took out the knights that were essentially surrounding the perimeter, while Rain, Kanade, and Stella took out the rest of the knights on the inside. Okay. And then all the knights were brought to the inside of the storage facility to be detained. And you see Rain doing a beast taming ability, and he tamed a shit ton of dogs, and they watched the building. Oh, okay. So kind of a little funny there. We do find out the name of the gauntlet. Not 100% sure if it's important, but its name is Narakami. Okay. I don't know if that has any sort of meaning, but that's just his name. Okay. And for all our viewers, the gauntlet is the one that... It was that wearable glove-like thing that Rain shot like rope spirit out, and he was able to trap. Yeah, he only shoots two, so... He doesn't like take out all the guards using it in no. the manga. He take he takes out one guard, attempts to take out Jill, who is the leader, and Jill deflects it, and that is when Stella and Jill have their duel. So okay. all the yeah. Not really but how Rain subdues all the other guards is he makes contracts with these poisonous butterflies kind of like butterfree and uses stun spore on everybody interesting same concept but just inside the building okay so he finally gets away from using those bees 
Because yes. he uses those damn bees like three times. Yes. Nope, he uses butterflies that have poisonous abilities. Stunning and, abilities. Yeah, stunning abilities, paralyzing abilities. But Jill holds his breath, so he doesn't actually hold anything in and isn't affected by the butterflies. Okay. And that is when Stella and Jill have their tool. Was it still just as fucking lame when they do Face. like the quick one-off and then for some reason Stella comes out the winner with just one simple slice. No, they have a... It basically... It's basically <laughs> what it is. They basically... She was like, oh, you lost because you let your evil misdoings take control over you instead of being a good person. I'm a good person, so I won. It's like, uh, all right, anime logic. Right. Nina goes into the flashback with Rain right away. Like, there's not this period of time, and then you find out about Nina's backstory. It happens while they're in the jail cell still. Oh, like she explains it to him yeah. versus a flashback? Okay. Yeah. Warm and toasty. Warm and toasty. Yes. Yes. That was a scene. <laughs> that, you're right, that was. So, the slave collar... As Rain is trying to remove it from Nina, only electrocutes Rain. Okay. It doesn't do this, like, poisonous miasma effect on him. It just electrocutes him. Okay. Which makes sense because he negates status effects. <gasps> oh, you're right. That's kind of a little anti... But you wouldn't think about it because you didn't know about it prior to him releasing Nina from... Right, but now that's a little bit contradictory towards the anime itself. Okay, so yes. I, I like the manga's version a little bit better. Yes. The fight with Edgar happens outside. So basically, Rain, Luna, Sora, and Nina get together inside the mansion, get teleported outside with Kanade and Tanya as they're fighting all these guards. And that is when Edgar comes outside and attacks uh, Rain and party. Okay. And then that's it. That's all I got. That's as far as the manga goes? He, tur he turns into the demon, and basically that's it. Oh, Okay. Uh, yeah, they start fighting the demon in the village, and so before the actual fight in the town happens is the ending of the manga. Okay, so it's, it's not quite caught up yet. No, it's not. Uh, most This manga is actually kind of short. Most of the chapters are anywhere from 15 to 30 pages versus some, like the one we're reading, or the one I'm reading next is... 40-some chapters, or 40-some pages, excuse me. Mm. So this one's actually kind of short. Kind of reminds me of Shonen-esque chapters, which sure. most of my hero are 15-ish pages. Okay. So just kind of a quick idea of how short these chapters are. Okay. But that, yeah, that's all I got. Anything else you want to talk about? Well, just on getting away from some Beast Tamers... I've been plowing through some Dragon Ball GT. Oh, yeah? You almost done? Almost. I got eight episodes left. Oh, man. Did it get better? Uh, yes and <laughs> no. Got it. The more I watch Dragon Ball GT, the more I think about if Dragon Ball was launched today as a new concept, there's no way in hell it would last or get its attention. Okay. Just in the fact that like there is so much weird fluff that goes into this. and Yep. It's just so weird. Um. So we got, okay, so I've gone through all the baby story. The baby story was actually pretty good. I was okay with that. Yeah, I heard, I remember the baby story being pretty good. I wasn't, I just was never a huge fan of GT in right. general. So 
I definitely didn't like the Dark Dragon Ball arc. And that's that's the final. That's where I'm currently at right now. Yep. I mean, altogether, if if GT can be condensed, and they totally can, they can take all the interesting stuff and make it better. They could totally turn, what is it, like 56, 58 episodes, whatever, how long GT is. Yep. They could totally turn it down into like an easy 30 to make it more interesting, get rid of all the stupid stuff <laughs> there's a lot of stupid stuff like one episode i just got done watching was vegeta like okay we know that vegeta wants to reach super saiyan 4 to be on par with goku again yeah so he's like training in the background but they spend like 90 percent of the episode doing dragon ball z flashbacks <laughs> so it was a complete throwaway of an episode okay very annoyed by that that's something that did not have to happen <laughs> yeah but of course, the point of it is still the same. Yeah, he's about to get Bulma's about to transform, help him transform into the Super Saiyan Four. Just fine. I'm not, I haven't reached that part quite yep. yet. Uh, Goku is still fighting all of the Dark Dragons. Yep, he's fighting. I think he's down to the last three. He's got the Ice Dragon, the Nova Dragon, and then I think he has one more after that. I think, and then then they all merge into the one, right? Eventually, I don't quite remember how, because after he kills a dragon, the dark Dragon Ball turns back into a normal Dragon Ball. The cracks disappear yep. and all that stuff. Because so I thought he fought the like all seven dragons at once, or did they? he fight them? He fights them individually. Well, there was one that had all of the Dragon Balls in him. Omega Shenron? Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be the final boss. Yep. Because um, that's what's going to happen with Goku and Vegeta, Super yep. Saiyan 4, fighting him and then going... Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta. Yep. I remember that much. Don't remember exactly how that... Also, I thought all of this dark dragon shit happened in other planets, like not on Earth. No, I remember it happening on Earth. Oh, you do? Okay. Yep. I remember because the whole first half of the series, when the whole baby shit was happening, was they were exploring the universe and they were grabbing the Dragon Balls and then they yep. brought them back to Earth and the baby stole the wish and did whatever. Yep. So that was fun. But... From my memory as a kid, I thought they explored other planets again, and that's how they found these dragons. But no, they're all just on Earth. Yeah, I remember them being on Earth. I do remember them exploring in the baby arc. So yeah, that's that's good. Uh, what do you do you have any ideas what you're going to watch next? Um. Well, we had talked about how you wanted to sneak in. You wanted me to sneak in RE zero. Yep. Before I started my One Piece journey. Yep. But. We decided no. that that's going to be our next big episode, so yep. we'll see that. You guys will listen to the our RE zero episode one month after this episode, so yep. I don't have to squeeze another anime in before I start that. On your three year journey of One Piece. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean if I've been if I power through One Piece like I've been powering through GT, it might be a little quicker. So a year and a half. <laughs> okay, I think it might take a little longer than that. But we'll see. I mean, we are approaching the slower season in my work, too. So maybe I can squeeze in some more episodes. Um, speaking of slower season at work, I did pick up writing in my book again. Oh, there you go. Nice. So I started my next chapter. It's been a couple years since I wrote in it. And I figured now's the time to try to continue that shit. There you go. Nice. Yeah, I'm back in busy season of school. So here I am. I am re-watching Hunter Hunter. Okay. I'm like 40-some episodes into Hunter Hunter. I'm at the York New City arc. Okay. So It's been a long time since I've seen Hunter Hunter. Yep, I'm watching 
the remade version of Hunter Hunter. I never watched the original. Same. And so, yeah, I'm in the York New City because I didn't watch the Chimera arc dubbed. So instead of watching the last season dubbed, I'm just going to rewatch the whole thing oh, and sure. continue on. Yeah, I think I might be in your same boat. Maybe I didn't watch. Like, I quit halfway through Chimera arc. Yep. Like, maybe I have like 15 episodes left. Oh, man, the good parts. Yeah, right. Last thing I remember is the old man fighting with the giant illusion thing. He's punching. Okay. Was this? This is near the end. Oh. Was this? Yeah, I can't. I don't want to talk about it because I might give it away. So. Running blanks. I remember the blind girl dying. Yep. And then shit going wrong from there. Little bit. Yep. I guess I'll just leave it at that. (laughs) Yeah, so I enjoy Hunter x Hunter. It's a good series it's not it's one of those where it's easy to just pick up and watch and stop for a while Mm -hmm. like you're not really missing out on like things aren't confusing when you re-watch things after a little bit so that's kind of nice yeah yeah that's really all i got that's all i'm watching now i'm just a little bit on the side yep other than that i guess i was i'm trying to stay caught up with my hero i watched the latest Dub that just got launched, or sub that just got launched. And yeah, I need to. Well, I'm, like I said, I'm caught up on the manga, so I know already know what happens. Right. And they're getting kind of close to the manga, so I'm not really all that concerned. I'll wait until it's dubbed and then watch it once it's dubbed. So it's just easier to yeah. take in. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, the only way I watch it was on my, when I'm on the treadmill. It's yep. the only time I can focus during a workout. Yep. Yeah, I'm not really not really watching anything anything else. Other than our Anime Lounge Short Flights, which you guys should also listen to, tune into YouTube, or watch them on the Anime Show, because we post them there as well. Yep. Either way is a great way to watch them. So yep. make sure you give us a like on that so that we know that you guys like what we're doing. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Lance, you have anything else? No, I'm pretty good for today. All right, you want to close this up? Right. So that was another episode of the Anime Lounge Podcast. Thank you, everybody, for sticking along this long. Uh, like I said, Anime Lounge Short Flights. Catch that on YouTube and the Animes Show. Speaking of the Animes Show, give them a follow as well. They post a lot of amazing anime content. Stay up to date with random anime bullshit. Always do some good stuff. Make sure to give us a rating on whatever podcast platform that you are listening to us on because that would help greatly and until then we will catch you guys next time have a good one